everyone and welcome back to Question of the Week with the Rethink Tax podcast. This week I'm asking, what are employment taxes? Now, you may know already that you pay tax on your employment income, but do you know how they work and what are the different parts that make up the phrase employment tax? Well, I decided to ask a special guest, Jack Bonehill, who is the host of the Tax Professionals podcast, to join me to explain just how this works. So let's have a listen to what Jack had to say. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining me today on the Rethink Tax podcast. Um, Before we get into it, do you want to just maybe share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, first off, I suppose, Carla, thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. It's a pleasure to be on. Um, But in terms of uh, what I do, so I work in employment tax currently as an employment tax manager. uh, And I also host my own podcast as well, which is called the Tax Professionals Podcast, which is aimed at other people who work in tax and helping them to um, build their and become better in their careers, uh, basically. Brilliant. So the perfect person to have on to help explain <laughs> what employment taxes really are. And I, and I thought it might be good just to start there. So employment tax is a bit of a catch all term. Can you maybe just explain for those listening what exactly is made up in employment taxes? Yeah, sure. So I think there's probably a misunderstanding or lack of understanding around what employment taxes are generally. I mean, there certainly was for me before I started working in employment tax. And even when I was looking at tax jobs, I wasn't I wasn't really sure what it was. So um, really, it's about all the taxes that are paid because of people working as employees. So generally speaking, that's made up of two main things. And the first one is income tax, which a lot of people are probably aware of. And the second one is what's called national insurance contributions, which uh, is also taken from any pay that people earn from working as an employee. Uh, it's essentially just another tax. Uh, people seem to differentiate it because it's got a different name and it doesn't have the word tax in it itself. Mm. But essentially, it is a tax on top of income tax that employees pay. Brilliant. So thanks. I mean, let's maybe just take a moment to break down each of those parts then, since they're both acting as taxes on, in- on em- employment income, as you said. So first off, income tax Yeah, probably most people are aware of it, but do you want to just maybe just explain how does it actually work? Yeah, so in in terms of employees anyway, um, the employers themselves actually deal with calculating the amount of tax that is due. But in terms of understanding kind of how that works a little bit, um, everyone gets what's called the personal allowance uh, within a tax year. And the personal allowance is basically an amount of money uh, that you earn that will not be taxed in any way. So it's essentially tax-free money. And for the current tax year, that's £12,500. So every individual, uh, under, there are some cases where you don't get that, where you earn a lot of money, but most people will get uh, £12,500 worth of free money each year that isn't subject to tax. Right. Any amount that's above the £12,500 um, is initially paid at 20%. So anything between the amount of 12,500 that someone earns and what's called the basic rate band, which is currently uh, going up to 50,000, tax is then paid at 20% on those amounts. If you're lucky enough to earn more than 50,000 pounds in a year, then you will be paying tax at the 40%, which is called the higher rate of tax. And that's paid on amounts earned up to 150,000 pounds in a year. 
Um, and then if you're even more lucky, lucky <laughs> enough to be earning over £150,000 in a single year, then you'll pay tax at what's called the additional rate, and that's at 45%. Um, okay. I think there's a bit of confusion around how the tax rates work and such. I know my dad had a, a mass confusion about this because when he went into the 40% band, he, fun, he suddenly thought all of his income was taxed at 40%, but that is not the case. You were taxed at 20% up to a certain amount, then any amount above that is taxed at the higher rates. Okay, so it's staggered depending on how much of your income crosses each of the thresholds. Exactly. So if someone was earning £60,000 in the year, 12500 of that wouldn't be subject to any tax. The next 37500 which takes you up to the 50 grand, would be taxed at 20% and then any amount over that, so the 10 grand that's left, would be taxed at 40%. Brilliant. So you mentioned this thing called national insurance contributions, and as you said, it doesn't have the word tax in it, but it's acting and working like a tax. So can you maybe just explore, explain um, what is it and who pays it? Yeah. Well, in terms of employees anyway, so there's a, a type of national insurance that specifically rates to just employees, and that's called Class 1 national insurance. Uh, and national insurance is actually broken down into two elements, really. The first one is an amount of employee national insurance, and that's the amount that the employee pays. And then there's also an amount of employer's national insurance as well. So the employer actually has to pay national insurance on top of the wages it pays you. So that's actually a cost to employers. Um, it's generally a cost of 13.8% on top of how much uh, an employee is paid. In terms of the employee national insurance contributions, so there is a bit of a difference between tax and national insurance because uh, tax is calculated on a yearly basis, whereas national insurance contributions are calculated in what's called a pay period. So if you're paid weekly, you've got a weekly pay period and you'll pay national insurance within each week. Same if you're paid within a month. In terms of how it is calculated within that week or month, it works in a very similar way to tax in that it's got stages to it. So you have an amount which is not subject to any national insurance. You then have an amount which is um, basically subject to national insurance at 12%, and then it goes down to 2% for people who earn a, a higher amount. And it works in the same way uh, as income tax does in that respect. Right, so everybody has some form of sort of uh, amount of their income that they're earning that is not subject to national insurance contribution, sort of like an allowance in that respect. And then yeah. again, there's a staggering of the rates depending on how much you earn. One of the things that I've been thinking about is the fact that most people's payslips are online these days. So how often do people really look at them to kind of take account of how much tax they're paying? And and I think. That sort of doubled by the fact that um, income tax and national insurance contributions um, are actually collected through pay-as-you-earn. So uh, is there anything you can add there in terms of how that pay-as-you-earn scheme works? Yeah, well, the pay-as-you-earn scheme is basically the way that employers tax and take the money from you when it's paid to you. So it stops you as an employee needing to worry about that, really. So it's completely the employer's responsibility. So what they would do each month is it, it's done through a payroll. So if you've heard that term before, that's basically the departments in an organisation that deals with how much you're paid and how much tax is paid in relation to that. So the payroll department will deal with all of that. Before you're paid, they will basically calculate how much is due. They will take that from your pay before it's given to you, and then they will give you what's left. They do the same with the national insurance as well. And then they basically report those amounts to uh, the government's body for dealing with tax, which is 
Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, HMRC, and then they basically send the tax and national insurance over to them as well um, on a monthly basis. So it's a great system in terms of letting employees kind of get on with just doing their job and then they know they're going to get that, you know, payday, hits the bank account, they don't have to worry about taxes. And for HMRC, it's great for them because someone else is having to be responsible for collecting, kind of administering the tax um, and just sort of paying it over to them. Um, but I guess it comes back to that point that, like, do we sub- somehow become a little bit blind to uh, what tax is being paid by us in the context of employment income? So I guess for those listening, I, I give you a little challenge here. Um, if you're not familiar with what your payslip looks like, um, why don't you go and find it and see if you can see on there what it says about your income tax that you've paid and your NIC, your national insurance contributions. Yeah, so, and you'll probably be surprised actually it's more than you think. <laughs> when you start it always it is. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to come back to, you know, employment taxes and how important they are to the government. Um, because again, I think, as you've just said, it might come as a bit of a surprise to people when they look at the amount of tax that they've actually paid on their income. And um, I'm wondering, can you maybe share a little bit about what you know about how important employment taxes are to the government? Yeah, well, in terms of kind of the amount of tax that's raised, it actually is a staggering amount um, when you combine income tax and national insurance together because it was $336 billion, um, in the financial year 2019-2020. And that actually makes up 52.7% of all taxes raised within the country. So that's over half. And there's a lot of other different taxes out there, multiple. And we're just looking at essentially what is employment taxes and that's covering over 50 percent of it so that's a massive number it would surely be in a lot of trouble if they lost that as an income stream right i'm just thinking that's like one in every two pounds raised by the government in taxes is paid by employees um, through tax on that employment income be it income tax or national insurance contributions um, it kind of goes to show that employment tax is paying for an awful lot of the public services that we get the benefit of today because taxes ultimately go to pay for the public services that you and I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, at a, at a high level, obviously everyone knows, or at least I'd uh, think everyone knows that they pay tax on the wages they earn. But I think what a lot of people don't realise is they can actually be taxed in relation to their employment in relation to things which aren't cash as well. So you could be given a benefit and a popular one is obviously being given a car to use instead for private use. And where that's the case, again, your employer deals with all of this for you, but it actually increases the amount of tax that you pay. Even though you're not receiving an amount of cash, you're still paying tax on that. And that can happen with lots of benefits. So some of the most popular ones are cars. A lot of employers give medical insurance um, to employees, uh, private medical insurance right. or vouchers, say, which effectively is cash, but it's actually not, you know, you know in cash form, is it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, tax yeah. is still paid on each of those benefits. Oh, so I might think I'm getting something for free there because I, woohoo, workers yeah. decided to pay for free gym membership. But that's actually yeah. something I pay tax on. Absolutely. And I think a lot of employees don't realise that. So although you don't need to be aware of, how everything works around employment taxes, et cetera. But if you're accepting a benefit, just be aware that that's going to actually affect the amount that's put into your bank accounts at the end of the week or the month. 
Right, that's really interesting. And again, is that something like if I went to my payslip, would I be able to see that somewhere on my payslip? You wouldn't see the actual benefits in most cases. Um, it's going to depend really because employers can take the tax through your payslip by doing what's called payrolling benefits, but a lot of employers don't do that because it's okay. not required. Um, right. But what you do get if you do get benefits is you get what's called a P11D at the end of the year. So your employer will complete that. They will send a copy off to HMRC so they know what benefits you've received and the amount of tax they need to take because of that. And they will also send a copy to you as well. Um, okay. So if you, for any reason, need to fill out a self-assessment, you have those details. So then you can uh, easily put that on the form and complete that and send it to HMRC. Okay, so anyone listening, if you've seen that form at some point, maybe you've put it away in that important documents folder, maybe you might want to lift it out and just take a look because you might find something quite surprising in there based on uh, some of those benefits you've been enjoying. Yeah, and what it does as well, which I find interesting, is it actually converts those benefits into almost the equivalent of what it is in cash. So you can actually see the cash value of it in terms of what's being taxed on you anyway. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, that's a really good tip. Um, maybe people listening might want to just go and uh, have a look and see what they find out. Absolutely. Um, brilliant, Jack. Well, one last question, if I might. Um, national insurance contributions. I I'm sure I was told at some point when I started my my work, uh, my first job, that 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 was the thing that's going to pay my pension when I retire. So I'm, I'm basically I'm basically saving. I'm paying tax now, but it's essentially like sticking it in a savings pot for a later day. Um, what do you know about how that works? Is that is that right? Is that true? There is some truth in that because national insurance contributions are primarily meant to go towards what's called state benefits. So that does include a state pension, for example, but it doesn't just cover that. There's other state benefits that you can get as well. Part of the costs do go towards funding the NHS, but just more generally speaking, the amount the government raises through national insurance contributions alone isn't actually enough to, to pay all the state pension that it pays out within a single year. So the money needs to be needs to be obtained from elsewhere. So although it does go towards those amounts, uh, it doesn't necessarily cover it all. And in, even in any event, this money isn't just put aside just for a particular purpose. It is literally just pulled with all the other money that the, that the country brings in through tax. And it's just distributed uh, as a one big pot rather than individual ones. Right. That's really interesting. OK, so a couple of things in there just to highlight. So one, the national insurance contribution isn't just paying for my pension or, or isn't actually raising enough to pay the pensions of people today. And I suppose just for those listening, that amount in national insurance contribution that you're paying today is being used to fund pensions, but it's being used to fund pensions that are paid out currently. So as Jack said, it's not being tucked away in one corner. It isn't being kept for the day in which you decide to retire um, and are eligible for the state pension. Well, Jack, listen, that's been brilliant. Um, there's been loads in there. Thanks for helping me unpack what employment taxes is. For those who are listening um, and might be interested to hear a little bit more about what Jack's doing on an everyday basis, and maybe there are some of you listening who are in the tax profession, do give Jack's podcast uh, a look up and a subscribe. Jack, do you want to just remind people the name and where they can find it? Yeah, so it's called the Tax Professionals Podcast, and I'm not very creative when it comes to website names, so it is literally just the taxprofessionalspodcast.com. Super. Well, listen, thanks so much again. Thanks for joining me. Perfect. Thanks, Carla. 
And that's a wrap for this week's question of the week. As always, spread the word. Why? Because we need a rethink. <laughs>